Welcome to Great Stories in American History with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is about the Supreme Court's decision, Brown v. Board of Education of Topeka, Kansas. Throughout the post-World War II South, Jim Crow laws that stretched back to the last half of the 19th century existed. Regulations that segregated blacks from whites in public places. They dictated that the races were to employ separate but equal facilities. But whatever nod to fairness it may have represented, in no way mirrored reality. In Topeka, Kansas, in the late 1940s, there were 18 public schools for white children, but only four for blacks, hardly an equal opportunity system. Likewise, most churches were segregated, as were public washrooms, hotels and restaurants, recreational venues, even water fountains. When President Harry Truman ordered the U.S. military to desegregate in 1948, it opened the possibility of other areas of equal access as well, including public education. In 1951, Oliver Brown of Topeka and 200 other plaintiffs from five different states brought a case against public school segregation that eventually made it to the Supreme Court. Led by Chief Justice Earl Warren, the court determined in 1954 in a watershed case that racial segregation violates the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which guarantees all citizens equal protection of the laws. The following year, Val J. Washington, director of the Republican National Committee, released a report of the progress President Dwight Eisenhower's administration had made in the sphere of civil rights. President Eisenhower answered Mr. Washington's summation with his own letter. In it, he said, the Republican Party has been firm in its insistence that there can only be one class of citizenship and has been effective in its practice of this conviction. Thereby, it has proved itself in our day a vigorous and productive champion of the ideals and purposes of Lincoln. But I am sure the major credit must go to the people of the United States, their sense of fair play, their recognition that all our citizens are bound in a common destiny, their spiritual faith in the dignity of all men under God, these deeply rooted characteristics of the American people are the ultimate source of the achievement reported by you. On March 26, 1956, President Eisenhower wrote to the Reverend Billy Graham asking if he could use his influence among Southern clergy to drum up grassroots support for desegregation in the South. A native North Carolinian, Graham had refused to hold segregated evangelistic crusades in that region. He eagerly responded to the president. 
I feel with you that the church must take a place of spiritual leadership in this crucial matter that confronts not only the South, but the entire nation. You will be interested to know that I am taking immediate steps to call the outstanding leaders of the major Southern denominations together as soon as possible in Atlanta for a conference on this subject. I shall outline to them your suggestions for racial understanding and progress. In addition, I will do all in my power to urge Southern ministers to call upon the people for moderation, charity, compassion, and progress toward compliance with the Supreme Court decision. Thank you for joining me for Great Stories in American History. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.